Back at you so soon, yeah, yeah. Episode number eight hundred and ninety fucking nine, eight hundred and ninety fucking nine. On uh, starting off anyway on a Monday morning, June sixth, I think. Yep, yep, yep. June sixth, uh, just after noon, and I'm parked. Strangely enough, outside the Agent Court Lawn Bowling Club. I only see two people out there practicing. Uh, you may remember, if you're a long-time listener, I was a member of this lawn bowling club. Um, ran into problems because, you know, the peak of the season, I had my students coming from Japan and uh, couldn't make the morning games, and then I was off on the tour, and I had to pay a yearly fee. Anyway, um, that's not important. Uh, the problem now, since I've had my leg brace and now the, the balance issues, I couldn't bend over to uh, to do this anymore. I, I just would not be capable. And it's sad for me because I really did enjoy the lawn bowling. Um, I was good enough at it for, uh, for a rookie, for a new person. And, uh, you know, challenged myself, got better at it. I bought very cheap used uh, set of bowls here, which I still have. They're in the garage now, and I'm meaning to either just donate them or ask for twenty bucks or something. That would be better. Ask for some money. Um, they were good enough, you know. I mean, you see the real pros. There's a few Chinese players here who are just excel, and they have the very expensive high end. You know, they're five hundred dollars at least for. Uh, a set of good new bowls and bright colors. But um, I think it would be very difficult for me to uh, to bend over, and you know, because that's what it's all about, getting right down there to measure the distances and so on. I don't think I could hold up my hand. So I thought I'd come by someday to watch. But, excuse me, while I have a mouthful of... Mmm, 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 so good. Kind of a curry paste in a bun baked today, no doubt, from the Red House Bakery, which is just around the corner, up uh, just off Shepherd here in Scarborough. Uh, I've been coming here since we moved, really, here. When my, I guess my wife and Elko probably first found it. It's a fabulous little bakery. Uh, the prices are now up to $2 for a cent for um a freshly baked bun with ingredients, and they're they're tick chicken, tuna, curry, beef, and they're just all so good and so fresh. So it's always a treat I used to bring home for the kids. And when uh, Kenji was visiting from Japan last uh, couple of weeks ago, I stopped here and got a whole lot for uh, for nostalgia. And he he of course knew right away. Oh, Red House Bakery! Wow, I haven't had that forever. So I bought some. Today we have no bread in the house. I thought, well, since I was in the area anyway, having come from a Japanese, not Japanese, my creative writing class, stop at the Red House, get some food. Hey, and while you're there, why don't you just drop by the uh, Agent Court Lawn Bowling Club for old time's sake. 
Sorry, I'll just I'll stop. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Ah. It's the freshness, and they're not just buns. These this has got little little seeds on top. Part of the bun is sort of glossy. Oh yeah, there's crust. There's all kinds of texture to the uh, to the buns. Oh, they're wonderful. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, all right. Sorry, I know it's it's never fun to listen to a uh, a podcast while somebody's eating. <laughs> sorry, Candace, but you're not a listener, so you don't get a vote. Um, okay. Oh, speaking of getting votes, it looks like. Uh, the Marshall McLuhan Podcaster Roundtables are back. And uh, that will be held on the weekend of July the 15th to 17th in Hamilton, Ontario, as it always is. This was the one organized by uh, Anthony. And uh, he and Dave knew the date a month ago and forgot to share it. Now, I'm, you know, I've... I, what can I say? Hey, hey, hey! A lot of people got to make a lot of plans traveling a long fucking way. You come up with a date as soon as possible and you tell everybody. Jesus. Anyway, all right, that's done. Over with. I've already scolded Anthony. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, that's it. Hopefully, I mean, it looks like I'm free that week and we're just hoping that. It wouldn't be the same unless Penelope and that big guy, the tall one with the big feet, if, if, if he if they don't come. Uh, but uh, they're sort of working on it. Uh, I haven't. Anthony says I haven't organized much yet. It'll just be Dave uh, and me getting hammered in my backyard, and that's a good way to start it. So uh, anyway, Doc Pinko says like uh, we're surprised. And uh, Jason with an E, who I referred to earlier, rudely. There's a lot of moving parts to deal with, but it's possible we'll be able to make it. And Penelope pipes up. Penelope pipes up. Oh, that'd be a good title, wouldn't it? Penelope pipes up. <laughs> so little things amuse me. Thank you. Uh, it's me. I'm the moving parts. Yes, indeed. So uh, anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. It's uh, it's been a long time since there's been a group gathering of podcasters. So anyway, um, that let's park that. I did have a lot of notes. I don't know if I really want to get into them today. Here I'll do. For, I'll go backwards. A few years ago, four years ago, I think there was a horrific accident in. Uh, gosh, was it Saskatchewan? Humbert? No, Alberta. Humboldt, Alberta. A driver, uh, Jaskirat Singh Sidhu, uh, was driving a long semi-trailer, missed a very well-marked stop sign on a flat prairie road. Uh, warnings, caution, everything else. Just apparently, according to him, who pleaded guilty, had been looking in his rearview mirrors, just blew through the sign. Unfortunately, there is a um, a bus full of young Albertan teenage hockey players uh, going through the intersection at the same time. They had the right of way, and uh, that bus was sheared in half, and um, it killed sixteen of them. And the others, probably worse, 
uh, brain damage, permanent paralysis, uh, any number of things. I mean, it was just horrific. And of course, right away, you could imagine the the people in Alberta and what they felt about this man from India killing their hockey player children. So anyway, he was uh, given a sentence. The uh, according to depends what article you read, but a stiff sentence of eight years in jail. And um, there was a kind of a good article put in the uh, the Walrus. The Walrus is sort of a journal exploring issues in depth by good writers. And uh, it was entitled, How Much Punishment is Enough for the Driver Who Caused the Humboldt Crash? Uh, basically what it's saying is after, the, after he served his eight years, and who knows if he'll get time off for good behavior, um, he isn't a citizen. He's a landed immigrant. So the... Um, Review board has the right to send him right back to India and never be allowed to return to Canada again. And I guess they're raising the question, is that fair? And of course you can imagine the emotional feelings. It's like kids getting shot in school. How strongly people feel. You know, of course he shouldn't have Canadian citizenship. He killed our children, you know, through careless driving, negligence. Um, there'll be That camp will be pretty strong. So it's just an issue that I only bring it up. I don't even have an opinion. I, I, I'm thinking, yeah, it's fair. Okay, sorry, guy. You, too bad. Apparently, he was well educated, was really interested in commerce, but took the wanted to get married, and so took the uh, the truck driving job. But again, it's an issue of compassion. It's an issue of you just react emotionally to something like the killings in in America, which this weekend, by the way, oh my God, um, I, I put a tweet out last night, but nobody really pays that much attention. But um, I thought it was a tweet worthy of uh, retweeting. Um, here we are. Um, it reads 129, 326, 72. And then I explain underneath, yep, 129 people killed by guns in the USA, 326 wounded, all in the last 72 hours. Like, this is insanity. And of course, that's the pushback. Hey, they're trying to take away our guns, our rights, our freedoms. And people blaming Biden. Um... Now, I went online. I always, when there's an issue that I know is quite emotional and, and, and strong, I check the other side. I have a friend. I, I won't mention the person's name or anything else. I don't want to lose this friend who probably doesn't listen to this podcast anymore, but that's how we connected, who posts things is very much, of course, anti-Biden, you know, pro-gun, pro, you know, everything else. She posted, oh, I said she, there's a clue. She posted a picture, and it's a young boy sitting at a desk with a big grin, pair of glasses, and he's smiling like he's just told a joke, and he's very happy. And the caption reads, you'd have to see this. Maybe I'll even use it for the podcast. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. My teacher told me guns kill people. Caption below the picture of the little boy with his pencil in his hand. I told her my pencil failed my math exam. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Let's just park that there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, 
So I guess uh, really what I want to talk about is the nuanced conversations of which there are not so many in the States today. It's, hey, you're on this side or that side. It's black or it's white. Um, okay, I'll do one more point and, and then I'm going to just end because I want to eat the sandwich and I don't want to do it while I'm talking to you. Um, the gunmen, the children who were, were killed in the last one previous to this weekend's shootings, the school children, the 19 killed while, or was it 16? I don't know. While, um, the police officers waited in the hallway outside under orders not to go in yet, wait for backup, 19 police officers armed. And of course the, the pushback on that was cowards, you know, how could they? I, you can't help but, well, yes, you can help. I can't help but feel some, maybe it's not compassion, but care about those men. What about the one who really wanted to do something and felt, God, I've just got this job or they told me not to... I hesitate. I look at the guy beside me. He shrugs his shoulders. The those who had doubts, not those who said "fuck that." Yeah, I'm not going in there. This this guy's still shooting, but the ones who wanted to, but for whatever reason, were afraid to. Did not step up. Did not say "fuck this." I'm going in there. The ones who did not. The ones who have to face their own children, who know that. Their daddy was not a hero, the way daddies are supposed to be. You have to feel for those people. How many are going to be driven to alcoholism if they weren't already alcoholics from just... I was one of those policemen who did not go in and could have saved the lives of, what, two, three girls, maybe a teacher, because the shooter was still shooting while we waited in the hallway, and we didn't get the 9-11 calls. They're, They're going to have excuses. Hey, I didn't know. That's why I didn't go in. I didn't know. And there's all kinds of finger pointing you can do. But you still, I still, have to feel. Everybody's life, like not everybody is a hero. Not everybody steps up and does the right thing at the right time. People fail all the time, every day in their lives. Parents make mistakes every fucking day they're bringing up their children. You have to have some forgiveness. You have to have some understanding. You have to see the broader picture, not just simply, oh, they're all cowards, fire them all. And, you know, maybe. The outcome maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a solution. I don't think they get away with it. But there's still, you know, maybe one of those police down the road five years from now will be driven to suicide because of what they didn't do that day. That haunts them, that's in the news all the time, that will continue to be repeated, that will be relived again and again and again and again and again. That time they stood there and didn't take the right action. That's got to hurt. That's painful. How many stories? It's happening all over the world with a police officer in Mexico who lets the gang drag off this screaming young girl because there's no way he's going to step up and get shot or tortured or whatever. He's just turning his back to it. There's nothing I could do. I can, I, they, they got guns. I, they, they'd kill me. They'd kill my wife. I can't do anything. you got to feel for the pain. 
And it's just that, <laughs> no, there's nothing simple about life. There's nothing black and white. Except <laughs> I want to eat my sandwich. I've done enough. I've shared enough. Thank you, Oliver Rockside, for uh, for the two episodes of Our Friends Electric that I saved and enjoyed so much this weekend out of my deck and for making a list of 20 songs that he thinks are good good summary, good capture of what New Wave is. Because I was out of the country most of the 80s. I was in Nigeria. I was in Japan. I missed a whole lot of what was going on in popular culture and music and yeah, I know some of this goes back to the 70s, and some of it, I, of course, I knew, Elvis Costello and others, but a lot of the stuff I just didn't know and never heard, I have an excuse. But now I'm enjoying a lot of it and want to catch up. Um, anyway, Scarborough Dude, signing out after 16 minutes from, uh, well, what? You want to hear me take a bite? All right, you, you can fast forward 30 seconds because I'm just going to eat and chew. Mm, 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 mm. The crunchy little seeds. Mm. And this thick, fresh curry paste. Mmm. 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 So good. Signing out from the Agent Court Lawn Bowling Club. Bye for now. Don't you always put it away too soon? Come on. Oh, I didn't know this was going. Uh-oh, that's not a good sign. Hang on. I'm back and a little uncomfortable, a little uncomfortable. I've just, uh, I've just tooted a bit. And by tooted, I don't mean farted. I mean poked just a few puffs. Here at Bluffers Park. Opened the car door, stood outside, and uh, puffed. I've got sort of the prime spot on the uh, cat side where there's one parking spot in the corner, you know, sort of at an angle. And so you get a wide view. You got, I've got the inlet here where the boats come in. And the police boat, you know, and the sidoos and everything, but nobody's out there today. It is just pissing rain and windy. And then a nice line of trees, and of course everything's fogged in, so I can't see the outside of the park. But a vast expanse here. Now, that I've established where I am parked, had that toke, and then, there's always... It, it's sort of almost like it brings you closer to death. And I know that sounds, whoa, hey, whoa, back up there, buddy. Whoa, let's not go there. But it's just, no, it's just, it sharpens the awareness of where you're at in life. And holy fuck, okay. 74, friends turning 75, Barnacle Bill 75 this week. Uh, cousin Zeke turned 75. And uh, Glenn died. And I was sitting here thinking about, you know, this deterioration, my balance, my legs. I'm, I, I, because I'm in the car, I'm looking at, oh, I can drive this vehicle. Won't do it now, not until I settle down, I'll tell you that right now. Um, but 
making it real. Hey, this is happening, and you're kind of dodging it, and you're not really facing up to the fact that, you know, who knows what your mobility issues will be like a year from now, two years from now. You can see them getting worse. You know the direction it's going in. And I, Ooh, that's something I'm, I don't know. And I guess it's kind of interesting, the trigger. And I, I'm glad of it. There's a holistic picture here, if, if you're into that. Um, listening to Kenneth Pereira, and he's with his buddy, uh, his buddy, Compton. I think that's how you pronounce it. And he's a good guy. His buddy's a good guy. And so the, 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 it adds another element to his walking across the Appalachian Trail, hiking. Yesterday he did something insane, or it was the day before, of doing 31 miles of the hardest part of the trail, when people are saying, no, do it, ten, make it three days, 10, 10, 10. He did the whole thing. And, uh, you know, was doing a lot of swearing during the latter part of it. Uh, going through struggles, probably something he wouldn't repeat or recommend. Uh, but anyway, it, I'm glad, Kenneth, if you're listening, and you are, I know you're listening as you hike across the continent. I, I admire you, and I have respect for the things you're doing, the things you've already done. You're, you're, you're bicycling, you're driving, you're, you're, and recording your life as you're doing it. I'm glad our paths cross. I think you and I have a pretty good friendship going here, buddy. You're a changed person, and I guess maybe that's part of the excitement. Like, you are not the Kenneth... I first knew long ago, and you've been, the, I've seen the various candidates, and I guess, you know, that's something I like about having good friendships. And especially, I guess, from the older vantage point, looking at them, you're seeing the changes. You're seeing into their lives. I'm seeing Tom change. I'm seeing Shane change, you know, over this period of time. Of course, they're seeing me change, too. We're, we all are. But, I, Back to myself, you know, you're getting even towards the end. And you want to have any more good years have I got? So therefore, the message is make the best of it. And I think that's probably why I had a talk. You know, I, I, I want to say this organicness of life, this holisticness, this, this. Holy fuck. Yeah, I am a bit high. All right. Well, we won't hide that one. But I'm very much feeling the living of and the passing of this moment, this time, this now. And, yeah, you know, thinking, you know, in the back of the mind, death is hanging around there. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're not going anywhere, buddy. You are, but we're not. That's death talking, in case you missed that transition there. Whew. So it, it, it shakes you up a little bit, you know? Yeah, can't say it tickles, but, uh, it, you know. Yeah, all right. So some of you are saying, oh, my God, he's stoned. Stop listening fast forward. Fuck you. Hey, whoa, hang on there, buddy. Hang on there, buddy. I'm enjoying my... Creative writing class, and I'm so glad I joined, signed up. I'm so glad how that turned out. And it started off with me making a new friend who I think decided he didn't like me and just didn't want any further contact. 
And it's set. So many things are set in motion. But, of course, a lot of it is tied to being high the first time I met him. And then me going through that stage, going to the community and I want to start something. I want to be in a, get a group going. I don't really know what about it. The more I thought about it, the more I realized, well, other people are already doing things and they have an idea. You didn't really have an idea. You just felt it was need for people to connect. And um, so then to find after that, hey, whoa, a creative writing course. Wasn't looking for that. Wasn't expecting to find that. And here it is. And I know in the past, I've, I think I've grumbled a little bit about the teacher and my issues with her and so on. And that has been a continually changing program. And now I'm just grateful. In fact, I sent her a message today thanking her for the tips she gave me on how I could do a better job describing the first time I took LSD. Uh, and she said, well, you got me hooked with that. Uh, you know, the fact that Tangier thrown in adds a little, you know, okay, element to the story. But I, I, tried, I wrote about it 20 years ago plus. And I was quite proud of it and thought this is pretty good. But I really, it wasn't a good piece of writing. It just was happy for me because it brought back that story. But uh, so I, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying this little challenge. And I'm enjoying these little writings every week. They are up on a blog, you know, if you uh, searched. Uh, you get in touch with me and I'll send you the link, you know. Just, hey, if you can't do that, fuck you. Sorry, didn't mean to get excited. I got a large uh, McDonald's iced coffee going. And let me tell you, this app was a lot easier to use. I used it in stores. I didn't have the pressure of the drive through But the instructions are very clear. Before you order, give this number. And then there's another very clear where you scan for it. And, you know, I got my large, uh, milky iced coffee, which I'm enjoying, for a uh, dollar five, you know. Thank you very much, McDonald's. Mm, all summer, right? Man, that'll get business. Anyway, I'm calming down. There was a bit of a cop out, you see. The cop out was I saw myself, I watched myself reaching for the recorder. No, no, there's. Wow, what an opening line. I watched myself reaching for the recorder. Ooh, come on. I'm glad you're going to remember that because I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, listening to Kenneth and his buddy uh, Compton, and Compton tells a story about old people on the route and how when they they're in a lodge, um, you know they they kind of selfishly spread their stuff out all over the place, and he made a joke about it. You know, it makes it easier to identify because they're going to die in their sleep from uh, sleep apnea and the snoring. These old people. And then the following story was about the Kmart. About Well, actually, it was a disabled person. So I feel I'm a little bit old and disabled. And so it was a bit of a reminder. Okay, in Compton's mind, this is totally objective. Kenneth knows me as a person, an individual. But to other people who don't know me, I'm just a fucking old person, you know, with a cane and just going to be more and more of a nuisance. And, uh, whew, you know, you have to kind of... Uh, Adapt and readjust. I do remember at a very, very early PAB conference, me joking about uh, in the future, uh, I'd be in a wheelchair and somebody would wheel me up. Oh, yeah, that was the, uh, the Scarborough dude. It, it was very funny at the time because this was a long time ago before I actually aged. And uh, I said, I'll just be sitting there, their head down and drooling, you know, not saying anything, just drooling. Um, but uh, let's hope nobody's cruel enough to do that to me. Okay, 
Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of doing the fine tuning. I'm adjusting. I, the stuff is strong. I got high, you know. Um, <sighs> there's my doorbell. Better go see who it is. And do I, and then you decide. Do I want to? No, looking for. Okay, yeah. Tom. Hi, Tom. This is Ken. Oh, wait a minute. I'm saying that. I'm not writing that to Tom. So I'll just tell Tom I'm high as fuck. I'm high as fuck now. A little more impact there. All right. That's my conversation with Tom. I won't involve you. I'm back to a Compton. So he's talking about these old people objectively. And, and you know, and suddenly, yeah, okay, that is who I am. And, uh, but then I've got such a nice circle of friends. We talked about PAB and we posted Mark, you know, 10 years ago, last PAB. And, uh, that was, uh, that was pretty special, you know? I'm going to, I'm calling Tom. Actually, it's kind of a mistake. I think I'll just end it. No, no, I won't end it. All right, anyway, I'm I'm ending this, okay? I'll get back to you later. Uh, yeah, I'm back. Uh, this is the same day, same... Well, not exactly the same place. I'm looking where I was parked, and now I'm at the uh, boat launch side. I had to go pee. Holy shit, that I have to go pee, and realized, ah, thank God, it's uh, summer and the washrooms are open. So I just simply had to drive right over there where I'm pointing. See where I'm pointing? Just along there, along the road, in here. Park in the handicapped spot, walking distance to the washroom, and uh, did my pee-pee. So feel good about that. Now I'm here to stay a, a while longer. I'm spending the day at Bluffers Park. Got high, and I, I've got to tell you, <laughs> or tell me, I, I don't know, um, it's sometimes important for me to get high, just to get, not just a little bit out there, but to break the routine, to, to, you know, take me to a new place once in a while. And, uh, this was that once in a while. Um, now I, at the end of whatever it was, the preceding clip, I, I don't know, I'll listen to it later when I put it all together. Um, I may have sounded like I was struggling a little bit. You know, perhaps. But I put it all down in writing. I, this new thing that's coming along. I keep talking. You know, you can't see it listening every week. Well, maybe you can. I don't know. But there are little changes. There are little changes. And I'm really enjoying this new little hobby I have, which is writing. And trying to do a good job of writing. So, instead of me getting on the recorder again, I played with the idea of writing about not getting on the recorder. And it was kind of fun. Now, it's probably a bit of a hodgepodge because I didn't, there wasn't a clear focus other than, you know, the question I've been exploring for a while, does me recording the podcast, is that an escape? Is that taking me away from my present reality? And uh, I, I went a little deeper in the writing part and saying, I'm actually blocking out ugly thoughts. I record to avoid 
certain truths. Uh, now it turned out it was a, a fun thing to write about. So whether that's true or not, I have no idea. But um, gosh, would you believe me if I said I'm a happy camper? I said I'm a happy camper. God damn it! Can't you understand I'm a happy camper? Ooh, sorry. Uh, well, that's what I wrote about, that I could do any of those things. I'm allowed to act. On the Dixon Janes podcast, I have the gold, no, the platinum license. I have the platinum license as host of the Dixon Janes podcast that on this podcast, I can express myself in every fucking way I want. Well, hang on, I got a good news here. Well, holy shit, it's about fucking time. Uh, now, i got to hang up from my podcast. I was in the middle of talking to all my fans out there, so let me know. I'm stopping right now. They can't see you anyway. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 you big fucking wasp. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. There goes a huge raccoon. Chick, chick. Uh, this was uh, not the time I was supposed to be recording, but I just noticed my batteries are almost on empty. Uh, the last two spares I had, I had to put them in the remote control so I could watch television. So uh, here I am, Bluffers Park uh, Beachside this time, and I'm up high up on a bench. Well, relatively high. It's a bit of a, a hill. Uh, looking out at the sea and the beach, it's quite nice. Beautiful day, uh, unlike yesterday's uh, strange day of heavy rains. Uh, but anyway, ugh, I've got a confession, and it's it's a confession in stupidity. Another one. And, uh, yeah. So, yesterday I went to get my uh, tires mounted. No, not too busy bringing it back today, you know. So I came in 9 o'clock right on time. And I said, now look. I don't need those bags. They'll charge you for the bags to put your tires in, you know, a couple of bucks a piece. I've already got decent bags. I'm, I'm just figuring, no, just all I want is going to pay the flat fee, the, uh, you know, 50 bucks, whatever it's going to take to mount my uh, summer tires. And not even mount. They're already mounted on rims. Just take the winders off, put them on. It's nothing. Fast job. Anyway, um, I'm sitting there. I'm going to wait. And uh, then I get text message from him, the guy at the counter. I'm sitting, you know, six feet away from him. Uh, with four photos of my wheels, now that the tires are off, or the wheels are off, the wheels on the car, the hubs, and they are clearly all very rusty. Now, I've always, I've been worrying about, this is the Toyota Yaris 2007. I, I'm worried about this car for a long time. There's rust on the side, rear... Uh, that may not pass an environmental test. There's rust in the muffler. I've had that repaired a few times, you know, patchwork here and there. So when I hear rust, I right away think, uh-oh, I think the worst. So he says, you know, um, these are rusty. We, we, you know, we, we got a service kit where we take them off and clean them. 
and uh, polish them up, make sure the tires are, are, you know, mounted properly on the, you know, the wheels mounted properly. Uh, You wouldn't want to have a wheel come off. And, you know, it was just another come on to get me to pay an extra 70 fucking bucks. And I said, yes. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm just so pissed off. And, and, you know, it'll take about 45 minutes. Well, didn't. I walked over to McDonald's, got my iced coffee. And as soon as I sat down and started email to Barnacle Bill telling him the situation, I knew I had been scammed again. And I don't mean, you know, scammed really. I don't know. It just... I like to think Errol's my friend. Well, he's not. He's the owner of this Active Green Ross franchise. And I just know him. I've seen him at my local restaurant. But he's not. I mean, their job is, okay, once you're in, get as much as they can out of you. There'll there'll always be something. And if it wasn't this, it would have been the exhaust. Or, you know, there's always something they need to want to upsell just a little bit. One more service that you really should have done. And, and I'm, you know, I don't have money coming in. So $70 is, you know, that's half a tank of gas for my road trek. <coughs> for my trip to Nova Scotia this summer. Like, that's... If I had said no, would I be worried? No, I don't think I would be worried. I'd probably be walking out with a smile on my face. Ha. Huh. Instead, I'm feeling miserable. And I've got to get over it. Like, you can't wait. Okay, I've already lost the money. It's already gone. Or it will be gone when the bank takes it. But I can't let this ruin my day. That would be ridiculous. You're like, okay, hey, it's done already. I've paid the price. Now, get over it. Just move on. You can't undo that. But I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I don't know, you know, no, like I'm feeling none of you other listeners would have been as stupid as I was to agree to have that done. You know, I think it was the photos, like showing the photos. And they clearly are rusty. And the car is, what, 15 years old? So it's not a bad thing to have done. It wasn't like, hey, you know, pay a hundred bucks and I'll paint a racing stripe on your car. Ooh, that'd be nice. No, it wasn't dumb like that. <laughs> but I gotta get over it in some one of my ways of getting over things, boys and girls, if you don't know this by now, you're stupider than I am, is I vent. I get it out on the podcast and I'm done with it. Like already I'm grinning like a Cheshire cat, like stupidly grinning. Like, oh, hey, alright, alright. Shrug the shoulders. You know, keep the economy going, you know, just whatever. God damn it. So, anyway, uh, let's move on from there, okay? We've spent enough time on my stupidity. Uh, Nigeria, 50 at least killed in an attack on a church with, like, machine guns and bombs. And you know who this is. Nigeria has had... Nigeria was... When we lived there in the 80s, you know, they were really working at democracy. They always have. There was actually a democratically elected president, Shigeri, at the time. Um, And the North has predominantly been Hausa, who are Muslim, and the South has been Christian or, you know, animist or whatever. So there's always a divide, but they've always lived in each other's territories, the Muslims in the south and the Christians up north. And uh, and 
you've heard all the stories about the kidnapping of girls from a school and, and all the horror and the Boko Haram, just a fanatical Islamic sect that's in that area of, of um, you know, bordering into the Cameroons and probably up to Niger and so on. Just fanatical crazies. And so they would have come down. They got away. The police didn't catch them. They would have come down. They would have planned this carefully and then just, okay, we're going to get a church and we're going to kill all the Christians. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. The religion of fucking peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know it's not the religion itself. It's the way some people choose to interpret (sighs) the words of the prophet. Peace be upon him, Muhammad. Let's move. Wordle. I love my Wordle. I just The game gives me so much satisfaction. I still have my system of every day. I pick a different word. I wait till a word comes to me. And I know it's not going to be the right word. Like, maybe it'll be rifle. Oh, it's got an I and an E in there. An R is common. Yeah, all right, go for that. Go for rifle, for example. And it's not, but maybe, oh, it's got an I. It's not in the right spot, but it's got an I. Oh, and, and an R. Oh, and the R is in the right spot. Oh, good. Okay, now... And you go from there. And I get them all within three or four tries. You know, that, I don't care. I get it in two. Wow. That's lucky. But it's just such, it's so satisfying. And Nelko makes the coffee in the morning. I always make sure I'm up. Uh, And uh, she has her way. And I get a nice hot cup of coffee and I play Wordle. And it's the most satisfying part of the day. By God, I love it. And then in the evening, I move on to a Quartle and, and do the four. And those times, lately I've been getting three out of four. Sometimes it's hard to get all four. I've done that quite often. But it also is satisfying and fun. Okay? Simple. You like to have little things that are fun. Um, I don't know if I talked about I I was going to listen to all the previous tweets to see what I, or uh, clips to see what I had already told you, and I don't know. Um, I, I was, I, I don't know if I did the beat up on the white people, you know, thing that uh, all the bad things Western culture, uh, Great Britain in particular, have done wrong in the world. Um, but let's just park that. I, I was just so impressed with the organizational skills, the preparation, the tradition, the history, the pageantry, the pomp, the ceremony of the Queen's ju- the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. It was absolutely stunning. The flyovers and, and you know, very few nations could pull that off. Yeah. Anyway, and, and other nations, and they do it would just be primarily just soldiers marching in step. And parades, big trailers with super big rockets, you know, giant cocks. Anyway, um, sadly, in Canada, 51% uh, want an end to the monarchy, or in favor of. And um, I think that has a lot to do, well, obviously, most of the French have never been in favor of the Queen on our money. Um, And, of course, we're changing that gradually. Uh, no government will want to bring that about. It'd be a lot of people say oh, it's almost impossible to bring about that change and make Canada a republic. So I, it may be a long, maybe it certainly won't be in my lifetime, and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not for for until the whole world is reorganized. Um, but a lot of it is, you know, people new coming in from different countries. They have no connection to the Queen. They have the Commonwealth, if it, they're not of, you know, if you're coming in from Iraq or whatever. You don't have a connection to, 
somebody rich. Maybe you have a remember a history if you're Iranian of the uh, the Shah of Iran and the cruelty of the secret police. Was it Savak? I can't remember. Under under his rule, and uh, when he tried to have a this bizarre ceremony, I don't know what, a thousand years on the throne or something crazy, uh, celebrating Iranian history. Uh, it's great for the rich, but uh, not so much for the poor. And so I think a lot of people here, you know, if you're disenfranchised or looking for housing for your family or of another religion, you're certainly not going to be in favor of the Queen. So we'll just park that. I am. I love the lady. Um, I'm even fond of Prince Charles, but we've done that. I'm repeating things. Sorry. Sorry. Um, ah, wrong side of the tracks. Netflix. Watch it. It is the most amazing series. Eight-part series uh, from Spain. Uh, if you've seen uh, the movie, what's it's the name of a car? Clint Eastwood, when he's kind of this redneck kind of guy and uh, fighting off gangs. You know, it's the name of a, of a hot. I, I know it so well, but I can't remember right now. You know. Sometimes I count on my listeners for filling in the blank. So here's a blank. That movie, the name of the movie. A tur- oh, Torino? Tur- Grand-, El- Grand Torino, maybe? Grand Torino. That might be in it. Anyway, very much along those lines. An old guy who's, uh, you know, been in the war. Crusty old guy running a hardware store. Maybe I already mentioned this, too. I, I, and I don't mind repeating it because it's so good. I watched the last episode last night. I won't say anything more about the the content, but I was so impressed with the actors. And I just, I hope so much that each and every one of those actors in the film or in the series can get... (coughs) Sorry, couldn't stop that one. Boy, Um, can get more work as an actor, not have to be a waiter or uh, whatever. Gosh darn, they were good. Gosh darn. <laughs> That's for Penelope. I'm holding back on swearing a little, okay? Not not much in this episode. Um, because uh, she's trying not to say bad, naughty words uh, when she's in church. Good for her. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, f- one more note. If I didn't say this already, Oliver Rock Slide. Rock Side. You don't need slide. It's side. Oliver Rock Side. Get that straight. Although I prefer Rock Slide. Um... Wow, does that man know his music. And is he a great speaker. He is fabulous on a podcast. He knows the game. He just knows how to play it. And uh, he does so well. But in particular, I'm talking about his um, um, uh, series of uh, new wave music. And unfortunately, he's had to take it down because he didn't have permission. And the lawyer's have a pretty heavy hand, apparently, and that's why so many other of my American friends have stopped playing music. Um, Canadians haven't been so impacted. But uh, anyway, so they were taken down. Our friends Eclectic, I think it was called. Electric, our friends Electric. <laughs> I also thought it was Eclectic. That, that made more sense. Um, which is a song I love. Uh, and Oliver kindly, uh, after me asking, made a list of, you know, 20 songs, maybe representative of New Wave. And it's a, a whole lot of music that I was not familiar with because I, I lived in um, Japan during the 80s, uh, Nigeria and then Japan. And, and so a lot of culture I missed out on. You know, as I say this, I'm thinking, oh, my God, Ken, you've already told them that. 
so forgive me. I mean, I know um, it's it's yeah, it's not good to repeat yourself. But then you know, hey, yeah, how many times do you have to hear something before it sinks in? And all I want to do here is uh, just give a shout out to uh, Oliver Rockside for uh, his um, you know he's he's an experienced radio man. He's had he had his own show. Uh, I've heavily political, I believe. Uh, and he's still, I've mentioned him before, he's still a bit of an enigma to me. I still don't have, I have some of the pieces of Oliver, but I don't have all the pieces that I could assemble a whole. Um, that's true probably of everybody, but he's missing, He's there are more pieces missing from my composite image of Oliver than of most of the other people I know. Uh, speaking of which, in uh, Marshall McLuhan Podcast Roundtable, I know I mentioned this, but it is happening, and they gave some dates, and then they gave some alternative dates. And um, I feel, I'm going to say this right here, because people are chiming in, you know, or here's a sec, the dates in July, or dates in um, in August. And for some people, they would prefer the August dates. Well, there's a very good chance I won't be around in August. But I don't, I don't like the idea. For me personally, of weighing in. No, I want you know, July, and that isn't the say. What I want. Okay, here's what I want. I want the major. I want it to be done to suit the majority of people, not one individual in particular. Um, and if both dates are 50-50, well, uh, then let, you know, Dave and, uh, and, uh, Anthony decide. Um, but, sorry, I've just, uh, there's a man walking by with a, a helmet and he looks so much like an ant. The, the, the helmet, it's all wrong. The proportions, it's just exactly like, well, like the alien giant, a small, tiny head, and this fucking huge, bright yellow helmet. And it's not pulled over his head, it's tilted back. It's the most ridiculous looking thing. If I could just surreptitiously take a picture. Um, I'm going to try. Hang on. Oh my god. No, well, you can't do that. You're not allowed to take pictures of people in parks. Okay, anyway, uh, sorry. <laughs> God, I mean, no, if you saw it, you'd be saying, oh my, you'd probably be scared. I think I was a little uncomfortable. All right, anyway, so where were, oh yeah, so the dates. So I'm in the process of, uh, actually, the reason I'm not saying anything, except I've just blurted it all out now, is in August, uh, I plan to be in Nova Scotia traveling with uh, Deb and Brent and uh, my friends and meeting up with Cliff and Alice and... uh, and having a wonderful time in the maritime. So whether or not I'll be here during those dates depends on when Deb and Brent are going to uh, fly. So it's like everybody else. Everything is tentative. But I just, I want this to happen. I don't really, it sounds strange to say I don't care if I'm there or not. I don't think I, I feel that way. I think, of course, if I'm there, I'm going to have fun. But if I'm not there, I'll be having fun somewhere else. So I want it to be uh, what's best for the most people able to come. And if it means like the people who have to travel further, like coming up from the States, could only do the August one, then great. Go for it. So in other words, I don't want my opinion or, or my preferences to have any say in the matter. That's what it comes down to. Scarborough, dude, Jesus Christ. Oops. That's a, that's a, a penny, a quarter in the jar for Penelope. Um 
yeah, I'm going to um, get back to enjoying the fresh air here out on the, on the beach side of Bluffers Park. Scarborough Dude, love to you all. Love in whatever form it can be shared. Not physically. No, 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 no. Ruling that out. Bam, take that one. That's no, that's not on the table. I'm sorry. Even if you are. No, just just uh, love in, in terms of kindness and sharing and caring. Okay? That's just that. Just, you know, hey, whoa, enough. Bye for now. Doesn't sound very good, but uh, that could be my problem. Okay, listen, I only got eight minutes. I don't have time sitting here ringing the bells to you. Uh, I'm going to start off with another shout-out to my friend Kenneth. Uh, Kenneth just announced on his last podcast that he's saying, Fuck this Appalachian Trail. I've done it twice already. I'm not going again. Fuck it. And I'm, I, w- I was thrilled. Because he's come up with a new plan, and long ago I thought, holy fuck, you've made a commitment for what you're going to be doing for the next year. Marching here, marching there, uh, you know, just all over the place. And he just decided, no, change my mind. I've had enough of this. And, I mean, that's so important. We all make plans, but you got to be flexible enough in life to know that, okay, hey, I feel different now i got a new plan. Well, the new plan, <laughs> I think it's a great new plan, but, uh, you know, the same rule applies. You get halfway through this plan, you decide you don't want to do it, don't do it. You're not committed. You're a free agent. Uh, but the, his plan is to take U.S. Route 1. It's a major north-south United States numbered highway that serves the east coast of the United States. Of course, I'm reading from... Uh, Wikipedia here, it runs 2,370 miles or 3,810 kilometers from Fort Kent, Maine at the Canadian border. So we're in Maine, at the Canadian border in Maine. You know, that would be right into border with Quebec, I guess. Uh, And goes all the way to uh, Key West, Florida, making it the longest north-south road in the United States. So that's his plan, to walk that, to walk this fucking Route 1 highway. Wow. Anyway... Kenneth, I just, you know, whether you do that or you don't do that, the fact that you can say, fuck my plans, is uh, I, what I think is very important. Oh, oh, that wasn't bad. See, I didn't think too much about that. When I have to factor in the Jersey and uh, <laughs> some Pennsylvania slang, yeah, I get that's way too hard. Anyway. All right, so we're going to park Kenneth for a while. That was just a private message rather than me tweeting him. Um, January 6th hearings, um, starting tonight, and my God, I I was just in a state of alarm, and I guess maybe I'll just park that and save that for the next podcast, because it's just this division within the states between the, it's not right and left, they're both right-wing parties, that's the problem. There is no socialist model. You, you tossed out Bernie Saunders, the one man who could have fucking made it better, and I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with me. His vision of America is what fucking America needs. Scandinavian vision. Capitalism is broken. Oh, I, I, I ain't even seeing this. I just, I wanted to say I feel some compassion. If I'm feeling really upset, that Republicans are going to dig in their heels and say, this is just all bullshit, there was no insurrection. 
they got to be upset. You know who I'm talking about, any American listeners. I, I'm just so upset about that. Holy fuck. All right. We're going to have to park that. I just put capitalism. It served its purpose and is now irreparably broken. And uh, I don't know what it'll take to fix it. But America is a broken country. It's sad, but it's true. All right. Speaking of broken, my head is broken. My ears are broken, basically. They, I, I went for another hearing test today. And there's a whole range of sounds and letter sounds, you know, that I, phonemes, I guess, that I won't be hearing, that I just can't hear properly. And it's time for hearing aids. So, in fact, as I write to you, I'm not wearing the... Um, earbuds that normally go with my uh, digital recorder. Sadly, my old Olympus LS10 uh, is not Bluetooth savvy. So my phone is, my phone is connected. I can listen to music through the, uh, these uh, little things that I'm wearing now. They're over the top. They sit on top of my ear and there's a little pokey thing that goes in. I don't even know if I've got them in right. The guy showed me, he just put them on me. But I think they really need a session where, okay, here, here, I want you to practice. Here's a plastic ear attached to a rubber head, and I want you to put these things on. Park it, and let me see if you're doing it right. Because I'll tell you what happened. I walked out with a demo pair, okay? These things are, you know, 3800 bucks, $5,000, you know, the whole, the whole business. It's a private company. They're going to make. Yes, <clears throat> sorry, the batteries ran out again. Lucky I had a spare pair. So listen, um, I'm wearing these things. I leave his office. I get in the elevator. I go down to my car. I'm wearing my mask. He had told me, be careful when you take off the mask. I wasn't careful when I took off my mask. They go flying. They're, you know, they're, they're, I don't know how he put them on there, but as soon as you take the mask off, Bam! I've lost two hearing aids. I can't find them. And I'm in the parking lot. My parking fee is going up. It was $16 by the time I got out because it took me so long to find the damn things. Like, I was in a panic. Like, holy shit. I've just stepped out of the office and these fucking things have disappeared. Like, I was, oh my God, come on. It's a dirty old car. I got the lights on, I've got the door open, I'm on my hands and knees, I'm afraid to move the chair back in case I crush the damn thing. I, I, it takes me forever. They're tiny, lightweight. And finally, finally, and I'm telling you a long panicked time, I find the one for the left ear. That would be the blue one. Right, red, blue, left. Yeah, yeah, because I'm left feeling blue, yeah. There you go. Just, okay, I've, I've got the one. Fuck, now where's the other one? And I can't understand how it could have really flown away because it's not on the seat, it's not on the floor. I'm out of the car, I got all the doors open, I'm looking in the back seat, I'm looking in the floor where our snow tires have been sitting the day before, it's a mess. I cannot find it. I get back in the car, I'm sitting there thinking, fuck. I mean, this this is just a demo pair, but to lose them within five minutes of leaving the office, I reach up the left, or sorry, right red, the red one, 
is sitting in my ear. I couldn't feel it. I didn't think to check there first of all. I'm just pissed off that these fucking things go flying when you take your mask off. Anyway, end of a stupid story. It was it was a real panic for a while, but I'm I'm now I have a demo pair for two weeks. I see I'm already going to be in the only cafe on Saturday trying them out. And uh, Mossport next weekend, trying them out with the loud car sounds going by. Anyway, uh, that's it. So this is the end of the podcast. I don't think I, I probably had a whole lot of other stuff I wanted to uh, touch on, but just um, care. Somebody posted something today. It was really, really nice on Facebook, and I, I liked it. And it was just the simple being nice to people, being kind, smiling, saying something nice, you know, little acts of kindness. God damn, we need more and more of that. So uh, there you go. Finish on that note. Do something nice to, for somebody, okay? And not not your regular people, somebody you don't know. That's even better. Scarborough Dude, the new and improved hearing-aided Scarborough Dude, signing off. Bye for now.